For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. Oh, coli, coli. Are we ready to go? Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, slap my chest. Oh, got a big, thick chest. Oh, God. Fat on fat violence. He's been doing push-ups. Thick, thick python arms, man. I got big wobbly meats underneath my hard, hard chest. Squeeze them. Welcome Marcus to the show, everyone. Can see. Yeah, that's disgusting. I can, I can see. I'm yeah. not envious of what your eyes can see, Marcus. <laughs> Marcus. He hasn't worn a shirt for the last three episodes. Well, they've been very good, so maybe that's a maybe that's a good luck charm. Uh, welcome to the show. That's Marcus Parks. I'm Ben Kissel. We're joined by a newly muscular Henry Zabrowski. Big arms, Henry Zabrowski. Yeah, lifted my own weight. <laughs> Yeah, I got all of this chest meat. It's all thick and oh, my nipples are hard. Mark, Can you see him? Mark, oh no, no, no! He's uh, the camera's a little too low. Stand up a little bit. Come on, yeah. stand up, stand up. Oh, <laughs> they are hard. Ooh, they're so hard. Look at him. He's tickling them. I've I was never been, playing with them like radio dials. <laughs> I've never been so happy to see the uh, Apple logo on the back of a computer in my life. <laughs> Thank God I'm not looking at that screen. Uh, we did it. We have finally made it to October. I have needed October in my life so yeah. hard. There mm-hmm. is nobody scary in L.A. No. Oh, there's some scary people out there. All right, let's talk about the uh, the wild and wonderful world of weird and bizarre deaths, huh? Oh, yeah. No, this That's is, today's gonna, subject. We have really hit, I, I think with this episode, it's been a while that I feel like we've done something that's like truly brutal, except for the fact we did just cover Chickatello, and, and that just shows how warped my brain has become. <laughs> right, yeah. I think everything that we've done is fairly, uh, is considered fairly brutal. Yes. Yeah. But this is going to be especially brutal. I, I kind of hit me in the middle of the night of like, now that we're start, we're getting, you know, it's Satan season. It's time for us to head towards the leathery. You know, we're all going to be there on the on Farmer Joe's farm when the big leathery egg that's taken over his whole fucking barn cracks open and it's and it's Bessemoff, like you know, the seventh heriont uh, mm-hmm. of Satan himself. You yeah. know, does it have and to be on a farm or can it be in a more uh, urban area? I'm hoping farm. Oh, okay. Because let's let's at least give him some care. Yeah, you just beforehand wanna... have some chickens around and stuff like that. Yeah. Make it um, feel so right yes, we're building up the Halloween season, and I was like, well, what is a good way to put people in a more of a, a you know, disgusted frame of mind and a scary frame <laughs> of mind and thinking of, like, what's the worst way you can fucking die? That's right. What are the worst ways you can die? I didn't know before, uh, <laughs> before learning uh, about the content of today's episode that uh, 
there are different ways and certainly better and worse ways to get off the face of the earth. Yeah, absolutely. Woo. And we're going to start with a pretty bad one. Yeah. Death by embarrassment. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Did I forget my pants and I have to give a public speech? I'm embarrassed. <laughs> well, oh, you... my God. Did I sit in the pie? Did I sit in the family <laughs> pie? I've got berries on my bottom. <laughs> you can't actually die of embarrassment. Oh, my. Uh, when stress or anxiety levels rise, there's a surge of adrenaline that enters the bloodstream and it can actually kill you. Mm. It can uh, cause the uh, ca- the heart to seize, cause cardiac arrest. It's the same way you can die from fi- fright or from sexual excitement. Ooh, this so you is can why... die from getting hard? Uh, if you get too hard, yeah. Yeah, you can only get a then certain amount of heart. Was, oh, <laughs> I guess Chikatilo was always going to be safe then. He would have lived forever if the Moscow, if the, if the Russian government didn't kill him. This is, no, this a, is my question, too. This is a pussy way to die. Correct? Well, you have to be a pussy to die by embarrassment? Yes. I, well, you couldn't be a stand-up comedian, that's for certain, because it's a whole life full of embarrassment. Death by well, embarrassment. Have you ever seen the weird sexual effect? There's a weird sexual fetish that is also b- built into embarrassment, like seeing right. people embarrassed like mid-fart and stuff like that, and people jerk off to it. I could see how that's erotic. Or like know. busting into like a woman's house while she's all like... She's, I don't know what she's doing. She's like cleaning the, the things and she's wearing a diaper. She's wearing mm. a diaper and she's cleaning the oven and then you surprise her and she's all embarrassed. I can't imagine how you'd find that sexually arousing. Hot stuff. You do seem to be as hard. Your penis seems to be about as hard as your nipples right now. I will I say that, Henry. Wanna, I just want to see a woman fart. I just want to see her fart. Would you possibly have one if you did see a woman fart? I could be having one. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I mean, death by embarrassment. That's why I always carry Mentos in my back pocket. So I can just pop one of those and everything is going to go as smooth as can be. And I'll, uh, I'll get that record deal after all. Well, a much more terrifying way of dying is something that I'm, all of us have thought about at one time or another. Dying by plane crash. Right. Now, I've Christ. never really thought about the logistics of dying in a plane crash. It turns out dying by plane explosion, not that bad. Much better. No. Instant. So when you're in a plane, first of all, you're about six miles in the sky. And if you start going in free fall, first what sets in is probably hypoxia, uh, which means that all of the oxygen removes itself from your brain, so you're going to pass out. Hmm. But you'll also probably wake up, and when you wake up, you're going to be going down towards the ground at 120 miles an hour for a full two to three minutes before you hit the ground. Well, you got a, you got a lot of thinking time. Mm-hmm. And that's good. You can make your final phone calls and uh, cancel up, cancel that pizza you had. Uh... <laughs> going to be delivered I think to you a in lot of people believe that you you know you'd sit and you'd like contemplate like <clears throat> what are the things that i remember that i love to do right. like my family i remember my daughter i remember my dog i remember mm-hmm. you know the, the time i hit the home run of the baseball game but i think most of that two to three minutes is going to be spent going like <laughs> yeah well you suckers are screaming someone's eating all the pretzels this guy right over here one single packet i don't think so buddy this thing's going down the two to three minutes has to be the most terrifying thing on the face of the planet. It yeah. seems like it would go by pretty slow. When you're slower two to three minutes in, in, uh, in your life's, uh, you know, little lifespan. Mm-hmm. But you probably got a good chance of getting a girl to flash you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you want to join the Mile High Club, I think there's a good chance that that's uh, there's some potential there. So I heard Absolutely. on this podcast like- that, uh, you know, it's going to take us about two minutes to get to the ground. So, uh, hand job? 
And you want to do it? <laughs> yeah. Hey, can, let me just let me just suck on your feet. I mean, come on. I'm, finally, the pressure's off. I can just ask. Yeah. Can I just suck on your beautiful feet, you huge woman? No one's gonna be there to remember until they go through the corpses as the plane crashes and just amongst the rubble is a man sucking on oh, a woman's foot. Oh no, the split. man in 3D has toe mouth. Turn, turn he could out. have died of that before, but luckily the plane obliterated all around him. But we also learned about the when the Malaysian flight went down. We also learned that a plane. Can simultaneously fall apart isn't that's oh, yeah. a new fear that's well, a fear <laughs> of just like a plane can literally just because they were talking about it matter-of-factly on cnn just being like it's like unfortunately you know sometimes there's a thing called this automatic destabilization where the plane just turns into confetti and there's nothing you can do about it and, and it happens <laughs> randomly you can't fly that confetti airlines it's a bunch of clowns running that thing and of course the plane that went down uh, after 9-11 here in queens the back of it fell off yeah that's something you want yeah <laughs> i always say i would love to board a plane that, where the back stays on that's what I like the best. Yeah, I think if I ever have a private plane, what I will do is I will have a mechanic just walk around the plane with me and just, like, have him jump up and down on the wings and on the back <laughs> just right. to make sure it's solid. Yeah. yeah, of course. The old hammer test. That's good. So say you're in a plane crash and you somehow miraculously survive. You make it to a desert island. Unfortunately, the desert island is just a big rock. There's yeah. no vegetables on there to but, eat. There's no plant life. There's no animal life. What are you going to do? You're going to starve to death. Ooh, I was going to say find a volleyball. Put a face <laughs> on that volleyball and have a new buddy. That's a reference and to Castaway. I even have a hard time just the hour before I eat dinner. So I can't imagine <laughs> what, starving what? to death. I get hangry. Like, I'm a hangry person. I hate what you just said. That's like a, it's like a, a, a commercial for what's one of those fat restaurants people love to go to? Uh, Denny's. Yeah, Denny's, are you Applebee's. A, yeah, are you getting hangry? And it's just a you picture of... Better pre-eat before right. hitting the Denny's. Well, that was one of the worst uses of that Ray Rice elevator video I've ever seen. Oh. Ray Rice, you getting hangry? Oh. I don't think Someone's that... got a case of the nibbles. Mm, this Denny's ad might not make it to air. So a body, if you didn't know, a body can live for up to 60 days without food. You know, I was thinking when I was reading that, Shivo. Remember Terry Shivo, Death yeah. Watch, where they took the tube out of her and we live in this humane world where you can't kill her, but you can watch her slowly devolve. Oh my god, uh, if a day doesn't and... go by, I don't think of Terry Shivo. I oh. can't not. Oh, I just, I can't even. I wouldn't wish such a thing upon any one of my enemies. Yeah, she was eaten by the inside, eaten by your own body. It sounds like something your mother would say, Henry. Yes. <laughs> Every mother did say that when it Every came mother. down to Shivo. Oh, my God. Terry Shivo. Uh, Henry Thomas, if it ever comes to that, if I'm yeah. ever a vegetable, I want you to get your father's handgun, and I want you to stick it in my fucking mouth. I want you to blow out my brains in the backyard. And I want you to do it, Henry Thomas. Yeah. Literally had that conversation with my mother. I think that's a... with starving to death. Your mother is smart and wise. Yes. Yeah, Shivo Watch. That was, a, that was a reality show for a couple of months. Here yeah, it was, man. And that is a boring webcam. Should it I was a very it? boring <laughs> webcam, but people loved it. So after less than a week, the body starts to feed off stored fat for energy. But this is good, though, because this is where you really get your weight loss. And everyone, the, and the girls say, oh, you're looking so hot and so attractive, Ben. Oh, I'm so happy that we can finally date now. You don't just have a great personality. You've also got a penis I can find. <laughs> <laughs> but before the month is up, actually, you will be losing 18% of your starting weight. That's good. Yeah, for oh, you, yeah. that's great. Yeah. For me, I'm dead. 
Mm. That's good. <laughs> that's good. That's good, though. That's good. But then you wouldn't have anyone to run the board on the podcast. That's bad. It's mm. fine. We can train a pig to do it. It's so easy to do. I see what you do. You just go, be do be 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 It's easy. That's true. That's a good point, Henry. And then, of course, eventually your body starts to consume its own muscle and organs in order to get the energy that it needs to survive. Right. And that is how you actually die. Your body essentially eats itself. Yeah, kind of cool the way the body does that, though, huh? <laughs> it is kind of cool. It's bizarre. We're also going to see several, because you realize your body has, uh, th- th- it happens a lot in, in many of these weird deaths, is that. Your body has these white blood cells, and what mm-hmm. it does is it protects your immune your immune system protects you with using white blood cells. But if it just it gets confused and thinks that you're the problem, it kills you instead. Yeah, yeah. I know it's crazy. We're just we're just bags filled filled with uh, blood cells, and the blood cells are ones that have all the power. Yeah, they make all the important decisions. They're the internal yeah, shadow it's like government. Yeah, all of our organs are just kamikazes ready to die for the cause. Yeah. <laughs> just like, guys, 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 can we please, can we please at least hold on for a little bit longer? Yeah, we're not safe even in our own bodies. Dangerous. Well, let's move on to some particularly painful and excruciating executions. Ooh, all right. Well, first of all, let's start with crushed to death. Of course, once you're, the body is crushed, what happens is toxins start building up at the crushed side, which includes large amounts of potassium, which can cause cardiac arrest, and it also produces hmm. myoglobin, which can result in kidney failure. Myoglobin? <laughs> yes, myoglobin. Oh, wow. Myoglobin, oigle <laughs> <laughs> Which is a problem, which is what you'll be screaming when your sternum is crushed oigle elephant. oigle <laughs> yeah. Yep, in the late 1960s, Century, uh, the criminal was tied to the leg of the elephant by his waist and taken for a little run around the city. Mm. And after that, the criminal was made to kneel and place his head on a stone, and then the elephant crushed the accused head with his foot. But I don't want to crush his head today. I just want to be a circus <laughs> elephant. The crowd they loves should, like, me. They should dress it up like a melon, because yeah. elephants love stomping melons. Yes, they <laughs> That's do. That's one thing I know. Um, can also... If you're stone right now, I'd like you to just imagine your head lying on the block mm-hmm. as a fucking big old elephant. It's like, doom, boom, 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 boom. And this is magic because it, it's a slow crush. No, oh, Like yeah. it just hits your head and then it just like, hey, yeah, can, can you hurry it up? Can you hurry it up there, elephant? <laughs> I'm moving as fast as I can. The problem is, sir, is that you're wearing that huge hat. Mm, the, hat the pork pie hat saved the man. So now we've got, uh, let's stay in the realm of execution by animals. Mm. Now, in 1893, the Negus of Abyssinia, mm. he discovered that one of his servants was plotting to kill him. So he sentenced the man to have his tongue cut out, Ooh. his right hand amputated, and then he was turned loose in the desert to be attacked and eaten by hyenas. Now, this mm. is how hyenas kill humans, uh, what they do to smaller prey, they just shake them and they break until it breaks the spine. But on uh, human victims, they just hop on and start eating you while you're still alive. They're great to have in the audience, though, if you want to do a type five before they kill you. (laughs) (laughs) You They are always... 
uh, can you imagine if one of them still had the voice of Whoopi Goldberg from the <laughs> yeah. Lion King? That would be fun. And that would be funny and irreverent, like the view is. Until Ooh. she started fucking chewing at your guts and you started screaming like a maniac. I would still <laughs> rather have that happen than watch the view. Actually. Oh, the view's great. Oh, I'm so sorry to hit on a sensitive subject, Mr. Parks. <laughs> Good lord. Listen to page seven for more opinions on how great the view is. All right. On November 13th in uh, the year 1002, uh, Ethelred the Unready ordered his people to rise up and slay all the... <laughs> you see, if you're going to have a nickname, <laughs> let's not be about how, how like hesitant you are as a leader. I'm not ready to lead. Vote for me. Okay. Ethelred the Unready, he ordered uh, people to rise up and slay all the Danes in England, and a massacre took place in which the children of Danish women were buried up to their waists in the ground, and then they set mastiff dogs to maul the children to death. I'm going to say I think he was ready. That seems about, <laughs> that seems about perfect. This, this man was a king? Uh, this man, I mean, he was Ethelred the Unready. All right, whatever the <laughs> hell that means. <laughs> oh, God, can you imagine also like the teeth just like scraping on your fucking scalp? Pulling all the fucking meat off the top of your head as it's yeah. going, rrr, 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 <laughs> and you're just going, ah, nice puppy, nice puppy. <laughs> <laughs> of course, there are pythons and anacondas. Uh, they mm-hmm. usually don't. They they say that you know you get killed from being squeezed to death. That's usually cardiac arrest from the lack of oxygen. But occasionally, snakes will begin to swallow their victims after the squeeze while the people Ooh. are still alive. That's why I never go out into the woods or the forest without your flute. <laughs> the flute yes. is the only instrument that can charm the snake. Until the snake slows up, shows up, and before that, you were the most obnoxious fucking person on the vacation. That's right. Because you're the <laughs> asshole with the flute. Right. Everyone's mocking you and laughing at you for your vest and your bizarre hat and your <laughs> dumb curly shoes. And speaking of snakes, the sw- this is this other thing too. This is another sexual fetish, which is getting consumed by giant snakes. Yeah. Uh, so boar. half of these mm-hmm. things so far that we've covered would just make someone bone hard yeah. <laughs> until they're dead. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would assume probably even getting stepped on by the elephant. That might have made somebody quite aroused. Oh, yeah, there's <laughs> plenty of people that are in a crush born. That's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People oh are... God, some people, yeah, that would make them the, give them the most righteous bone they've ever had. They'd be shooting ropes <laughs> all over their tunic yeah. halves. <laughs> and when they saw the elephant coming on a thing, because they're going to be like, oh, I'm going to get so fucking crushed here, dude. Yeah, man. Staying on snakes, the Swedish, they had a method of execution called the Cave of Roses. Ooh, that sounds like a great cave. In I which w- the victim would be confined to a pitch black cave filled with numerous snakes and poisonous reptiles to be stuck and bitten to death. Oh, I thought oh it was so the cave was named on opposite day. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking more of a Valentine's Day at the Olive Garden kind of thing. Yeah. It's just a pit full of snakes. I okay. thought that there was going to be a ne- all-you-could-eat pasta bowl. <laughs> Where's the never-ending soup and bread? Oh, little. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what kind of spaghetti is this? It's moving and crawling up my leg. Little snakes. Now, the Igbo tribe of Nigeria, they sentence members of their tribe who commit adultery to be taken in front of the entire village, stripped naked, tied together, and forced to have sex with each other to the sound of drums, to the sounds of drums and whistles. See, this isn't bad so far. That's the first part of yeah. it. Yeah. Eventually, the victims would be dragged to the banks of a sacred pool where the smell of blood having attracted crocodiles, the two would be hurled into the water to be eaten. Oh, not to have sex with the crocodiles, huh? <laughs> no, not mm. that. But also, God, how sexy is that? 
Yeah. How sexy is to know it's just like we get to pierce the the void one last time. I know. And it's just like, and I'm so I'm gonna pound you around until we're pulled apart by crocodiles, and she's gonna be like, "Oh, you makes my boobies turn right around." Yeah. And he's just like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, let's go, baby. Yeah, this is our best date ever, baby." <laughs> yeah, you can do any kind of fetish thing you want, I suppose. You're tied up, so hopefully you're into that. I think that is kind of nice that they let them have the public sex. Yeah, you think that the public sex is nice? It's better than just having them being eaten by elephants. Alligators, yeah. You know what? I think you do make a good point there. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're laughing at him or something. I mean, if the guy's a small ding dong, that's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, it is. But I, I would assume they're he... probably. I think they throw things at him as well. Uh, it doesn't seem like a fun party for the people. You'd be amazed what you can spit into a sexual fetish if you have to. <laughs> Old tomatoes can get get somebody going. My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it, but guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right, give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the Aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do, and the memories keep cycling, and I get emotional, and we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy, and that is not sad. That is celebratory, so you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. And it's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins as soon as I wake up and a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors big and small some people are presidents some people are soldiers some people have to eat mayonnaise especially with hard-boiled eggs which is what I eat for lunch but I guess I should share that in therapy because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down and what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanada is already Spanish? I didn't. 
Thanks, Babel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish? Wow. I just got to learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm going to be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babel. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. Let's move on to just some generally weird oh, executions. I do want to say this about snakes. There was that story about the woman who would lie next to her python snake, and it kept on getting larger and larger, and she thought it was so cute. Don't do that, because what it's doing is measuring your body, and as soon as it's longer, taller than you, it eats you. Wow. So do not cuddle with your snake. It I is a reptile, and it wants to eat you. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. So let's move on to some just generally weird executions. By the way, I got all these from this wonderful book that I have by <laughs> Jeffrey Abbott. It's called Execution, the Guillotine, the Pendulum, the Thousand Cuts, the Spanish Donkey, and 66 Other Ways of Putting Someone to Death. It's also called the Don't Talk to Me on the Subway book. Boy, people <laughs> do not talk to me on the subway when I read this book. Definitely the Spanish not. Donkey is also an amazing Mexican restaurant here in Los Angeles. <laughs> and you really should, you, you guys got to come down and check it out. It's, uh, it's incredible. I know the Spanish Donkey. <laughs> sounds like something you get rewarded with for your birthday at Chili's. You know, like, oh, better give him the Spanish donkey. It's just a sopping wet pinata just full of rice and beans. Mm, the pinata burrito special. First I up. wanted the regular pinata, Daddy. You're getting a goddamn Spanish donkey because it's a Mexican-themed birthday. Right, it's your quinceanera and we're having a good time. All right? Your mother left. I mean, it's difficult when the visitation rights fall on the kid's birthday. You know, it's, it's hard. every other Thursday. I've never planned a birthday alone before. I'm a drinking man. <laughs> I work at the Girder Factory. <laughs> the Girder Factory. Probably a good business to be in at these, in these days. Next up is execution by gunpowder. Uh, in France, on t- February 22nd, 1704, Protestants were attacked by Catholics, and during the atrocities that followed, some of the women were captured, and this is a, uh, a quote from writings at the time, said, Henry, would you like uh, to take this? They were first violated, then had their hands tied, and were tied between trees with their heads hanging and their legs apart. <laughs> While they were in that position, they opened up their bodies, placed their powder horns up inside them, and uh, touched and matched the powders, it blew him limb from limb. It was crazy. <laughs> wow. Just sounds like a failed turducken on Thanksgiving. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. The same conflict also saw prisoners having their mouths filled with gunpowder and having their heads blown to pieces. The taste Damn. of gunpowder is probably not very good. It's probably awful. I think this is one of the better ones, though, compared to what we've discussed previously so far in the episode. This one, you're just a human bullet. And you just get, uh, you, you go up pretty quick. It's instant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the anticipation that's the worst on that. But isn't Absolutely. that always the thing? Yeah, with executions, so. the anticipation. Anticipation. <laughs> Maybe you can. Antis- mm. And again, the problem is rock hard. Yeah. Oh, Any yeah. one of these people, if they just happen to like this, if you wanted to be a human musket, mm-hmm. boom, that's your that's your fetish. Congratulations. <laughs> there are some people online on YouTube, especially they've made a career out of drinking Drano and things like that. It's possible that you just just swallow it down. Yeah. You put some gunpowder in your mouth. See if you can take it. <laughs> At some point, they'll run out. There's also the nail through the air. Ah. In 1929, the tyrant who ruled Afghanistan, foregoing his usual method of tying his victim's body to the muzzle of a cannon and firing it, crucified an enemy to the ground and then drove a long nail through his ear and into his brain. So, um... Did they, those... want, did they learn everything from, like, Wiley Coyote uh, Roadrunner <laughs> yeah, cartoons? Yeah, they both sound or... like Looney Tunes deaths. Right. 
there's also necklacing. Uh, this is a practice that we used by gangs in South Africa during recent years. Mm-hmm. It consists of placing a car tire around the neck of a bound victim and setting it on fire. The intense heat of the burning material, the fumes penetrating the lungs, and the inf- effect of the molten rubber searing the body made for a slow and horrendous death. Yeah, that's why all the roads are so messed up. All the cars are riding on the rims. There's no more tires over there. <laughs> a lot of death in South Africa. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, and jewelry shopping is a gambit. Yeah. You never really know what you're about to go do. You're about to go shop for a necklace. You better hope you're on good terms with your boyfriend. Yep. <laughs> Could get real hot under that collar. And then there is being sewn up in an animal's belly. This one is particularly awful. This was in Greece in the mm-hmm. second century. As far as we know, this only happened once, but this account uh, is concerns a Christian woman that was executed. So they killed a donkey, mm-hmm. first of all. They removed all the innards. They took the woman. Uh, they put her inside, much like Han Solo did for Luke Skywalker oh. in Empire Strikes oh. Back. Uh, b- however, her head was left outside of the body while her... The head was left outside of the donkey while the rest of her body was sewed up inside the carcass. Then they mm. would throw it out there into the hot sun where the woman would boil inside of the donkey's skin as vultures started eating through the donkey's belly into the woman as she suffered mm. horrible smells from the rotting donkey uh, and had no choice but to either be eaten by vultures or to starve to death. Well, it's not as funny as Jim Carrey made it look in Ace Ventura when nature calls. (laughs) (laughs) And that could be called the LaDunkin. Yes. Lady, donkey, dead woman. I don't know if you can say that. But but it's also the inspiration for the donkey character from the Shrek film. So that's nice. I get it. That is a very... Good, elect- good comes from bad. Yeah. Not a lot of stuff to do. I think that's what we've learned. I mean, people talk about these days like, oh, my God, look at ISIS. Look at these sure. savages. Fucking this book, this execution book, we are the most civilized that we have ever been in all <laughs> of human history. And I want to say they are savages, and that's still better than what it used to be. Yeah. ISIS oh, is terrible. Yeah. And it's like this is the best time we've ever had as a, as a civilization. Well, cause, yeah. Because now we have TV. So at least the yeah. ISIS guys <laughs> and watch TV, and so they at least entertain at some point where they, they're not always just thinking of like, hey, you know what we could do? Why don't we just fucking haul out that donkey and stick that Catholic chicken in? Yeah. And just like, yeah, yeah. But people think that we're better than they used to be, but, you know, somebody getting, I don't know why I keep on thinking about the elephant stepping on the head, but yeah. people used to watch that, and going back to Shivo, everyone was watching that too. I think that yeah. we're just as bad, and now it's just... But the elephant, I will say again, elephant would have made for much better TV than the Shivo thing. I agree. Because yeah. she was just a paperweight woman. <laughs> well, at that point, yeah, she wasn't going she anywhere. She could at for least have been funny. They could have put funny signs on her that said like jokes once a day. If you want to do that, if you want to bump your yeah. numbers, if you want to get the the followers that you need to to, to stay around, because that's what I've learned from NBC is that you need Twitter followers to even to, to remotely succeed. So what you got to do if you're paralyzed and you want to stay alive, put some funny signs on you and a funny hat, yeah. different pictures every day. Yep, the Snickers company maybe for the Chivo situation could have worked out. Not going anywhere for a while. Of course, we know that she's not. And obviously, she's exceptionally Just hungry. Just the Snickers into her mouth and go yeah. like, like moving the jaw up and down. That would have been fun. <laughs> then she turns into Danny DeVito. Uh, isn't that weird? 
<laughs> and then finally, we've got tied in a sack with animals. Uh. This was a Greek. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> this was a Greek execution for patricide and matricide that's killing your mother or your father. Sure. Uh, it began with just being tied in a wolf skin sack and thrown in the water. That was the original punishment so for this it. This is why you don't ask a king what the punishment for for whatever this uh, crime might be, like what the punishment should be uh, while he's having sex or in the middle of a dump. Because he's just like, <laughs> oh, yeah. tie him in a sack with animals. I don't, I'm busy. Well, Get out of my face. Well, yeah, that's what happened is that Pompey the Great, he amended it to um, adding animals. He added a dog, a rooster, a viper, and an ape. And let's just put a little peacock in there, too. <laughs> just because they're proud and fun. Yeah, for the color. Other, but I would also say it's like, wasn't it just a hassle to get the animals together into the stack right. in the first place? Isn't that just a problem with like two soldiers that are forced to go and like, it's like, we've got to get the, of what? A viper and a rooster and a fucking monkey? Yeah, it sounds like one of the... Uh, what with it? We put it in what? We put it in a big bag? I've got... I'm literally, my feet are rotting because I don't have shoes. <laughs> it sounds like a terrible mission in like an RPG game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just go collect a chicken, Just a cow, cheap. a horse, and a dog. Put him in a bag. Yeah, fetch quests. Terrible. <laughs> uh, so let's move on from executions and let's move on to death by science. Ooh. Now, science is a, is a particularly merciless killer. Yes. <laughs> we knew it could blind people, but we did not know it could kill. No, we did not. First up is Jesse Lazier. Mm -mm. He was an expert in the yellow fever. Uh, they called it the American plague. It uh, went through America during the 18th and 19th century. Uh, he, of course, was looking for a cure. So what he did is he secretly exposed himself to infected mosquitoes in right. order to further study the actual disease. Yellow. And he, and he, what's sad is that he did all this just so that Becky in the office would want to date him. Right, right. <laughs> And not everyone died from yellow fever. Most people just get fever, headache, chills, back pain, loss of appetite, nausea, vomiting, and mm -hmm. then they walk away and they never get it again. You only get yellow fever once. Mm -hmm. However, uh, Lazier did not have the uh, much-needed immune system to beat yellow fever, so his disease moved on to the second phase, which includes liver damage, jaundice. Which is where the yellow fever part comes from. Yep. Yeah abdominal pain, and finally bleeding from the mouth, eyes, and anus, and it all gets wrapped up with blood-filled vomit. You know, that's really, hey. the, that's really the definition of just kicking yourself, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if yeah, I could yeah. just go back I and... Know. Yellow Fever was also an unfortunately named uh, not as big of a disco hit. That was an Asian theme. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it was very... It's only heard in several states because apparently it was incredibly racist. Ah, yes, yes. That would <laughs> But make it had sense. a good backbeat. Communities. Uh, uh, I hope everybody has a yellow fever. Marry my daughter. All right. It was all just about a Japanese man getting someone to marry his daughter. Oh, I see. <laughs> the whole song is just, Marry my daughter. Marry my daughter. You, you take her from village. She was born with no hands or feet. But she very loyal because no one love her. No, not bad. <laughs> All right, I'll take her. 
<laughs> uh, next up is Dr. Henry Cotton. He ran the New Jersey State Hospital at Trenton, and he believed that insanity could be cured by removing various body parts and organs from patients. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Yeah. Right he, on the money. Yeah. <laughs> he was years ahead, years ahead of his time. He'd Genius. S- he'd start by removing all the teeth. Then he'd move on to the tonsils and the uh, sinuses. No, no, no. What I'm telling you, Wendy, is you got you got the crazy teeth. So <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna take them right out of your mouth there. <laughs> then he would move on to the testicles. Ooh, what the, what what what, what ooh. did did he uh, clarify? What the t- like? If you remove the nuts, is that no. psychosis or is that just aggression? I, I will don't say my nuts have made me make bad decisions, but I don't think they should be punished like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Again, you might be into it though. A lot of there is that there is that fetish of removing one's limbs. Yes, there is. Yes, absolutely. Again, someone be rock hard for this whole fucking thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if it was a phrenology type thing where you know he had that you know a brain pan chart where he could tell which parts of the body right. caused which il- illnesses. It seems mm-hmm. like he was fairly indiscriminate as far as what he uh, removed. Dyslexic, uh, you say? We're going to have to take those pinkies. <laughs> Everyone knows dyslexia lies in the pinkies. <laughs> uh, I'm not it, feeling really... I'm not feeling very happy recently. Oh, I better... Better fucking just gut out your belly button. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do. It's either the belly button or the earlobes. I can never decide with that one. <laughs> On women, of course, he would uh, remove the ovaries. He also removed the gallbladder, stomach, spleen, cervixes, colons. One example was an 18-year-old girl with agitated depression who successfully had her upper and lower molars extracted. She had a tonsillectomy, sinus drainage, treatment for an infected cervix, removal of intestinal adhesions, all without affecting improvement in her psychiatric condition then wow, really <laughs> no, i can't believe it yeah, i just want to see the interviewer it's like well welcome to the job you're the new clinic's janitor um i'm not even gonna get to know your name you people are never here long <laughs> you know a couple of garbage trips and you uh they you tend to run out the front door and after all this the remainder of her teeth were removed and she was sent home pronounced cured cool <laughs> that's i think it's a doctor that's because they probably never saw him again so she's like Perfect. Yeah. Well, because Cotton, he did claim an eighty-five percent success rate. Wow. Uh, but you can act- claim whatever you want. Yeah. That's right. the best part about just ripping people's teeth out, and cutting out their bellies, <laughs> and stuff like that. Because you could literally just be like, "Yeah, she's done. Right. And she's done. Get her out of here. Get and her a snow cone. She's been great." And you ask, how does this work in with death? Forty-five percent of Dr. Henry Cotton's patients died following the procedures. That's actually a, a, a low number. I would have thought it would be quite higher. Yeah. I mean, he's not as high as like say Unit Seven Thirty One or Dr. Mangala. Right. right. Uh, but as far as sanctioned in the United States in the 20th century, mm-hmm. pretty high. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. yeah, you don't want a 45% death rate. No. That's not good. No, 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 it's not good odds. It's not good. Not no. great. Not great. And either way, you're losing something. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, uh, let's move on. Uh, in Still in death by science, let's move on to radiation. Now, now this ooh. is the story that made me want to do this whole podcast. This is a this is a fucking rough ass story, and it just shows, you know. And again, no matter what your boss asks you to do while you're working at the nuclear power plant, you're allowed to question it. Totally, <laughs> you're allowed to just think about yourself for a second, just for a second. So, yeah. What, yeah. what would Homer Simpson do? You know. So this is technically how, this is what happened in the beginning credits of The Simpsons. It really is. Dropping <laughs> radioactive materials over yourself, but we'll see yeah. what happens. So how radiation actually kills you is that unlike other toxins, um, our bodies don't detox radiation. We can't handle it. The damage is radiation. Radiation causes it remains once it has been inflicted or. 
Once it has inflicted its damage, it continues to damage as it reduces the ability of healthy cells to replicate, Mm. and it changes healthy cells into free radicals that in turn damage more healthy cells. That's what the Beatles did to good kids in the 60s. (laughs) (laughs) It's a true domino effect. It starts turning, yeah, your entire body just starts turning against you. It is, I mean, it is cancer plus. Let's call it that. So the worst nuclear radiation accident in Japan's history, until Fukushima, of course, was at a uranium processing uh, facility in Takimura. And it was not an actual nuclear power plant like Three Mile Island or Chernobyl or Fukushima. Uh, It was a processing plant, which means that they were making the materials that were to go to the power plant eventually. So they didn't get all the glitz and glamour of working at the actual nuclear power plant. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's still extremely dangerous. More dangerous Mm -hmm. or less dangerous? I'm not sure. More dangerous. Because you're going to see what happened. Why? Because they're doing it like they're making jam at grandma's fucking farm. Mm -hmm. Like, this is ridiculous. They're hand... So basically, they were told to to hand mix these uranium solutions into a tank, which was against any sort of approved procedure. And what what they said is that they... They were doing the, the basically the guy that we're going to talk about, Hisashi Auchi, His which is also Auchi. a rough name for what happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, their jobs were to pour buckets of one solution into this gigantic tank of uranium, and they did it seven times. What mm-hmm. they didn't realize what they were doing is basically they were doing it either too fast or did, it was too, something would happen. And they weren't using the correct tank. No, it sounds like they were using the exact same process someone at Dunkin' Donuts uses to fill up the iced coffee. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and except it was like, yeah, Ouchie woke up everyone and he was like, oh, time to make the radiation. Is it a time to make the donuts? Right. You know, but he was the guy who was literally holding the funnel. Yeah. That the that the stuff was going towards. He was up against the tank. And yeah. so it's dropping all out of the funnel, getting all over his hands. What happened is, is that the mixture went critical. Basically, ah. they were sitting and watching, and they said a blue flash just went like, and they're just like, oh, no. is it firework? <laughs> and then um, uh, they started feeling sick. They started ah. feeling like immediately nauseous and disoriented. Yeah, they, I mean, they looked fine, but they were being, what happened is that they had been bombarded by neutron beams. Ooh, cool. Which is the actually the most powerful form of radioactive energy. So these guys were immediately fucked. They were microwaved. Yeah, they were microwaved, essentially. And they looked fine. They started feeling sick immediately. Hisashi's skin, because the problem is he was right up against the thing. Yeah. He was right up against the thing. So the rest of them looked fine. They just, they died literally a month later. Yeah. Hisashi, his skin was literally burnt off of his body. Yeah. Just Mm. on the front half of him. He didn't get uh, powers like powder did. He oh, wasn't no. able to control electricity <laughs> or anything like that. I mean, I imagine his first thing was like, so, do I become Godzilla now? <laughs> right. Or, or something. Is this cool? Is this good? Am I Spider-Man? <laughs> I also feel like he sounds a little bit like Cartman. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so he was exposed to a, a radiation dose of about 20 sieverts. And how many do you want? None. 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 Zero. Zero. Yeah. zero okay. You're looking for zero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, the mortality rate, to put this into perspective, I mean, I don't have time to go into what sieverts are. Right. I know what they are. Of course I know what they are. Man. But I don't have time to go into it of right now. Everybody knows that, Marcus. Yeah. We talk about it all the time off of the air. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I talk about. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's my pet knowledge. You don't have to tell me. If I hear one more damn thing about these Sieverts and all the Sieverts, information you know about I'm them. Gonna, this is my pants. Oh, God. We know all of the information you know already. And okay. it's a lot. I know. Good Lord. <laughs>
<laughs> so the mortality rate for patients exposed to levels exceeding eight sieverts is 100 percent uh-huh. so there was so he got 20 so it's like 90 million percent so yeah. he just basically turned into soup yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way that this guy is surviving. He has a 100% mortality rate. Uh, but hmm. they say how his body looked. They say at first glance, his body was bright red, like he'd been scalded with water. That is kind of cool. So far, so good. Yeah. Is it? Is that cool? Yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit cool. Look like you want to be cherry red on the outside? You want to look like a firebird? Yeah, I don't if, think so. If it didn't hurt like a whole bunch, yeah, it would be kind of awesome. And then it would be like, hey, kids, is it dark in here? Not anymore because I'm full of light, you know? <laughs> so no skin remained on his front side. It was mm. it ju- had just sloughed off. <laughs> and you know how much I love an opportunity to say sloughed off. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Well, they were they were laughing because they was like, it's like we could take his face and make it into a pizza. <laughs> oh, fripping in the air. Oh, no, it's all prickle. <laughs> that is kind of a funny oh, thing to do. seriously hurt. Yeah. <laughs> That's sad. That's sad there at the end there, yeah. However, his entire backside... The skin was completely normal. It was only his front side that was so fucked up at first. Hmm. However, the intestines, once they opened him up, the intestines were swollen, and they said that it looked like a writhing serpent. Yeah. Yeah. So what, is, what do you mean? So it was just shaking around, was, moving? They were literally yeah. going like like seizing yeah, because right. his gastrointestines had, weren't functioning. They were literally full of shit and seizing because he wasn't doing well <laughs> right right looking and like the snake basically it destroyed it destroyed his his dna it rearranged his it rearranged his chromosomes so if you're going to commit murder and you don't want your dna to be found at the scene just stand stand next to a nuclear thing but like every, get, <laughs> get 20, but every mucus memory in his body it disappeared um which is it means his eyeballs his nose inside of his nose um he was all fucked up was but, he alive Yes. Well, this is the thing: is they thought he was dead when he when they when they when it first happened. They thought that he was like, well, his brain is fried. He's gone. Right. It was seven days in. Apparently, he was like laying there, and then finally opened his eyes, and he was like, "I am not your guinea pig. Please let me die." And it's they were because they were like basically keeping him alive, looking at his organs and shit, but he was totally conscious. Yeah. And then he was hanging around laughing. And they said they would laugh and joke, and they would do all this stuff. Meanwhile, he's sitting there, like, with the picture of him. He yeah. looks like uh, d- uh, he looks like d- David Cross from the Mr. Show sketch with the when he jumps into the vat of acid to commit suicide. Like, straight, I'm going to put it on the Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah. It's a he looks intense. like kimchi, and not in the delicious kind. <laughs> no, he's a little he's a little cooked, a little overcooked. He's a sausage man, yeah, to be sure. And keeping it alive, they kept him alive for way longer than it was even close to being ethical. On the 59th day, he died, and they resuscitated him. Oh yeah, and because that's amazing. Every time they bring him back three times, every time he pop, every time they brought him back to life, he died. And so, they brought him back to life, and he died because basically the right. government was using this to learn what happens when you get 20 sieverts of radiation. And yeah. like any government medical um, test, it always just ends with the report being like, really sucked for him. Yeah. They, <laughs> ha- they hated it. 20, I'll tell you 20, what, you know, he never went cool. You no. know, I, mean, I think we, at some point we thought maybe he turned into some sort of like cool werewolf, like in Teen Wolf, right. or like he would become like the Hulk or like the Thing or something. But in the end, he just turned into human soup. So right. yeah. I, even, I even sewed some hair onto him. Just thinking maybe that would, like, start a growth thing. Nothing. I put a fun wig on him, and I put some fake teeth, like, chatter teeth in there because I thought that would be funny. But it tr- instead, it was 
terrifying. I mean, <laughs> I ghoulish, was, I would say. It's a little funny, though. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. All those emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done. Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. And isn't that what matters most? Better writing means a stronger impact. Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. You can't escape it. Like the ever-pervasing octopus of malice that is the NSA. Grammarly is watching your every move, making sure that you're doing it right. Data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly, into the very essence of its nature. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner, and it helps your team make their point and move faster, because that's the key there. Work smarter, not harder. Yes, Grammarly. You know how many times it saves me from writing a long, rambling, one-sentence email at 4 o'clock in the morning to my beloved employees? Makes me sound like someone who doesn't just have a BA in theater. All right? I was taught how to be a tree. I was not taught how to survive as an adult. All right? My job was to cry in front of a weird southern man who just told me, all sorts of weird stuff about my body. I didn't learn how to write. So thank you, Grammarly, because you're making me the boss I gotta be to motivate my team to get out there. Oh, man, you don't want to mess with them. Thanks, Grammarly. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Yeah, we do. Do you love saving money? Oh my God, you bet. Then Philo may be your solution. 
Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. That's amazing. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles. It's just a better way to watch TV. Get with it, people. Philo has an unlimited DVR for one year. Save all your favorite shows so you can watch on your own schedule. Philo allows for multiple profiles and multiple streams, meaning that your children or significant other can't ruin your queue. Never miss a minute of shows like, oh, RuPaul's Drag Race. You're going to watch it. You're going to love it. You're going to get involved with it, and it's an extravaganza. You're going to love it. With Philo, you can start watching in seconds for less money and less hassle. Try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash left. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash L-E-F-T to get 50% off your first month. Uh, here's the strange thing about it, though. The only one of his internal organs that did not, you know, atrophy and turn in on itself and right. eventually, uh, you know, fall apart, his heart. And it's, Look at that. You know, it's just like it's just like my football coach said, the, the strongest muscle of the body, body really is the heart. It really is. Yeah, <laughs> you can take 20 sieverts of nuclear energy and everything will fall apart except for the... The only organ that keeps you alive. <laughs> <laughs> the only one that you wish would stop working. Yeah. Yeah, he died. For, his entire body was destroyed from the inside out, mm. and it was a slow, painful, and unpreventable death. That's sort of what Henry's doing to himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm doing it with, with booze and cigarettes. Yeah. yeah. And a bit of an interlude, uh, and going back to execution for a little bit, of course, there were many people that were responsible uh, for these people's death and many people that were responsible for keeping this man alive. Mm -hmm. And so what is the punishment in Japan for a businessman or anyone in a high position of power when they fucked up? No pee that day. (laughs) (laughs) They don't get peed on. Harry Carey. The, the announcer went and uh, <laughs> discussed a, a, a baseball game. He, he okay, announced a baseball game. Okay, okay. Shame with yourself the way you do, or you just you are a shame upon your family and your ancestors. <laughs> and they are. If Harry Carey shames you, that would cut deep. That, really that might would. make that might stop your heart. <laughs> so, Harry Carey's the only man who could do it. <laughs> Maybe I, okay. I'll pronounce it differently. Hari Kari. Harikari. Uh, I see. So what happens with Harikari? It's a ritualistic suicide. Usually it took place in a temple. The victim would strip to the waist and plunge a short razor edge razor edge sword into the left side of his stomach and then pull the blade forward horizontally. Then he took the blade out and when he pulled the blade mm. upwards, a duly appointed official known as the Kaishaku mm-hmm. stepped forward and decapitated the dude. One observer oh. said Complete silence followed, broken only by the hideous noise of blood gushing out of the inert keep before us, which but a moment before had been a brave and chivalrous man. This was one of the fellows who harikari himself. No, this is one of the fellows who witnessed a harikari. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah obviously yeah, the yeah. harikari it didn't guy come out. It yeah, didn't obviously, sound like yeah, Abba har- when the blood was coming out of him. That's weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> now let's get into, I mean, speaking of, sacri- uh, speaking of suicides, let's talk about a dumb death. Okay. And a particularly brutal, let's say a sacrificial type death. This took place at Yellowstone National Park. Mm. Now, Yellowstone National Park, 
found in abundance there, hot springs everywhere, and these bubbling cauldrons of steam and boiling water, they measure in temperature about 150 degrees Fahrenheit, and a lot of them are in the 185 to 205 de- degree Fahrenheit range. Will they give you a, uh, will your skin fall off? Your skin will fall off. Your almost. skin will fall off. So there have been 19 scalding deaths recorded in connection with Yellowstone's hot springs since 1870, but on July 20th, 1981, 24-year-old David Allen Kirwan from La Canada, California, was driving through Yellowstone's fountain paint pot thermal area with his friend Ronald Ratliff and Ratliff's dog, Moosey. Now, Moosey most people the dog? just kind of accidentally fell in the springs, and that's how they died. This guy was just being too nice. <laughs> yeah. Moosey the dog. Moosey the dog. I don't like both it. from La Canada, California. Yeah, I don't like Moosey the dog. It's the wrong animal. <laughs> it's not a Moosey. It's a dog. <laughs> this is my dog kitten. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Isn't yeah. that funny? Nah. Isn't that fucking funny? My life's empty. Yeah. My <laughs> wife died. That's right. We named the dog kitten. It's worse than naming your dog Gary. You know, I hate real names on dogs. Or, yeah, when it's not a dog, naming it Moosey. Yeah. So at about 1 p.m., the two parked the truck to get out and take a closer look at the hot spring. Moosey (laughs) escaped from the truck and ran towards the nearby Celestine Pool, which has a temperature that is measured at over 200 degrees Fahrenheit, and jumped in. Oh, I, I don't want to do to break the mood here, but I do want to say, I mean, I guess that's going to be one hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are too much. Son of a bitch. <laughs> that's the saddest thing we've heard all day. Poor Moosey. <laughs> I'm sorry for making fun of your name, Moosey. I didn't realize that you were past. So Kerwin and Ratliff rushed over to the pool to aid the terrified dog as it was yelping and trying to get out. And Kirwan, his attitude indicated that he was about to go into the spring after it. And Mm -hmm. according to bystanders, several people tried to warn him by yelling at him, do not jump in. Right. And he shouted, like hell I won't. And took two. Which is just the only way that sentence can be said. Right. In, a, in, a, in an impenetrable southern accent. Yeah, you can like hell I won't. Like so. hell I won't. Like hell I won't. You ain't stopping me. I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna I'm gonna save my dog. I named it Dumb Lassie. <laughs> <laughs> so he took two steps into the pool and then dove headfirst into the boiling spring. He swam out to the dog and tried to take it back to shore. He then disappeared underwater, let go of the dog, and tried to climb out of the pool. Ratliff helped pull Kirwan out of the hot spring, resulting in second-degree burns to his own feet, and another visitor led Kirwan to the sidewalk as Kirwan reportedly muttered, That was stupid. (laughs) How bad bad am I? That was... That was a stupid thing I did. <laughs> and that is a direct quote wow. from that man. Yeah. Well, maybe he was just trying to get a kiss from his friend Ratliff like that boy did in the movie Sandlot. <laughs> uh, from that beautiful... Uh... <laughs> yeah, Kirwan came out of it blind, and when another park visitor tried to remove one of his shoes, his skin, which was already sloughing off, uh-huh. came off with it. He sustained <laughs> third-degree burns to 100% of his body, including his head, and died the following morning at a Salt Lake City hospital. Hey, all right, there you go. Ugh, at least he died. At least I know he that's kept the alive for sixty days, like the, like Ouchie was. Exactly. Poor poor Ouchie. That's how disturbing you know, this episode is. That was actually top eleven <laughs> of the deaths we've talked about so far. But I will Maybe. say at least Ouchie's name wasn't like Boo Boo. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't want to kiss the boo-boo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's on my lips. Stuff came off uh, on my lips. Oh, it's his. Oh, it's his lips. <laughs> They're on my lips. <laughs> it's weird. Why am I nauseous? Oh, just being around him. Yeah. All right. So we talk quite a bit about serial killers here on the show, yep. but we don't really get a chance to get to the people who just do one murder that's really, really, really be- uh, beautiful. Brutal. <laughs> yeah, brutal. The other B word, Marcus. Yeah, the other B word. What is wrong with your brain? Nothing. The third B word. The third B word. B- no. Brutal. Brutal. Murder is brutal. Never beautiful. Brutal. Okay. This next, these next couple <laughs> sections, like we've done before, these are kind of like tap out sections. This is going to be some more of the. This is probably some of the more extreme things we've covered on this show. Are these yeah. next two stories? Mm-hmm. These are bad ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's rough out there. For people, yeah. we're bad. Humans are bad. Yeah, and yeah. they gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just you're you're asking for mass genocide. I'm just saying humans are not doing well. We're not good. Well, I will say we're doing fairly well because these stories are outlier stories. These aren't normal. No, yes. of course not. Both stories happened in the '90s. Oh, well, yeah. well maybe it wasn't normal for the '90s. <laughs> Weird decade. I mean, TGIF was on the air. How could everyone be so mad? Well, that <laughs> was Stephen Urkel. That's why they were so thankful it was Friday because Monday through Thursday, murdering everyone, murdering just murdering and, each other, and torturing. Yeah. yeah, but you're right. When it was time to sit down and suck down some uh, Pizza Hut pizza and uh, and some Coca Cola and watch. Uh, family matters. The world was at peace. All right. That's so now true. this is the story of Kellyanne Bates. Oh. Um. This is this is pr- this is pretty rough. Yeah. Uh, this mm. was in England in uh, in 1996. Going back a few years in 1993, uh, a man with the last name of Smith. Now this guy was a real piece of shit. Yeah. Um. I believe his, I forget his name. It's like Samuel Smith. Yeah. Something he like that. He is he is this disgusting dude who has basically had a history of beating women. Who was this fucking thirty year old guy who only slept with twelve to fifteen year old girls, but not yeah. in like the molesty way like it is now. It was like in the old school like you know Jerry Lee Lewis marrying his cousin kind of way. Yeah, like yeah. Matthew McConaughey kind of uh, kind of way there in um. On Reality Bites, the name of that show, oh, they keep the same age. He says, uh, Days and Confused. Days and Confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, was yeah. kind of like a, yes, he was kind of like that character, but real. So that made him a uh, an abuser and a molester. Right, yeah. right. Uh, so he started a relationship in 1993 with a girl named Kelly Bates when she was 14 years old. About two late, two years later, she left school and Bates moved in with Smith at his home in Furnival Road in Gorton. Uh, <laughs> in Gorton? No one's ever been like, my life is getting better. I'm moving to Gorton. <laughs> moving on up in Gorton. I'm moving. I literally was living in a bucket for a long time, so I'm just happy to have this urinal house. Yeah. <laughs> I love living in the porter potty. So, uh, of course, uh, Kelly had uh, concealed the relationship from her parents. Uh, They didn't know what was going on, and she'd essentially just ran away and left. But on April 17, 1996, Smith showed up at a police station and told them that he'd accidentally killed his girlfriend during an argument in the bath. And he claimed that she had inhaled bath water, Mm -hmm. and he tried to save her, but unfortunately, she died. 
Now, when police went back to their address, they found, of course, Bates naked and dead in the bedroom, mm-hmm. uh, and her blood was found in every single room in the house, and the postmortem examination revealed that she had over 150 separate injuries on her body. During the last month of her life, she had been kept bound in the house, sometimes tied by her hair to radiators or chain or, or chairs. Other times, she was tied with a ligature around her neck. Let's go through this laundry list of injuries. Yeah. It's uh, a, this is a bad laundry list. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you were going to the store with this list, turn around and go back home because you need a nap. <laughs> yeah, that's an insane thing to go to a store wanting to buy. Uh, this, uh, there was scalding to her buttocks and left leg, uh, burns on her thigh caused by the application of a hot iron, a fractured arm, multiple stab wounds caused by knives, forks, and scissors, stab wounds inside her mouth, crush injuries to both hands, mutilation of her ears, nose, eyebrows, mouth, lips, and genitalia, wounds caused by a shovel and pruning shears, both her eyes were gouged out, and then later stab Mm. wounds were found in her empty eye sockets, and she had been partially scalped. Now, like, what... I mean, mean, this isn't like a burnt dinner argument. Can we just say that when he went to the police station, he's not good at improv Um, (laughs) because none of those things indicate drowning. They did. She did actually die by drowning. Strangely enough, he was telling the truth about that. Right. Yeah. You know, it's it's people are psychopaths. And this is the problem is that, again, you can see this in terms like he didn't he didn't have the traditional thing of being a serial killer. um, But that this is obviously a person that was going to do a crime like this eventually. And he had been building to this crime, much like serial killers do. The pathologist determined that her eyes had been removed not less than five days and not more than three weeks before her death. So Again, it's possible that she had been living without eyes for three weeks before she actually died. People, I feel like, you know, people are always saying, oh, the heart, like we were discussing earlier, it's the most important thing about the But I think the heart's a little bit of a dick. As soon as, <laughs> yeah. I feel like as soon as you lose both eyes, the heart should just be like, oh, I'm out. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just going to put you out of your done. misery. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, the heart, yeah let's quit. The heart is yeah. sort of like a mentally disabled person. It's always full speed. <laughs> and it's always like, I'm going until I stop. I'm going until I need to, until I need to eat. Oh, you know? God. Yep. Heart, oh, man. Yep, Smith, uh, he denied the murder. He claimed that Bates, quote, would put me through hell winding me up. Uh, and he also claimed that Bates had taunted him about his dead mother and had a bad habit of hurting herself to make it look worse on me. And when he asked to explain why he had blinded, stabbed, and battered Bates, he said that she had dared him to do it, challenging him to do her harm. Let's, uh, let's be fair, he was double dog dared. I was going <laughs> to say this would have to be a triple dog dare. But, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, of course, after the trial, uh, the... Evidence, the the photos that were shown and the testimony that was given, it was so bad that every single member of the jury was given complimentary therapy. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So this was this was this was one of the worst things I had read and told the next story. I actually think that jury should have looked resembled an airplane with the barf bag and the oxygen thing, just in (laughs) case you know you just pull it down. Yep. And the last one that we're gonna cover. This this last story, I literally could barely get through because when I was reading it last night. Uh, because of how horrific it is. Yeah. So just just know that. And for our yeah. younger uh, lady listeners, and of course the, even the older ones, if you're with a fellow who's a dickhead, leave him. Yes. And punch this him in the nuts like, honestly, and uh, destroy you, him. You don't deserve any sort of abuse, either verbal, emotional, or physical. If you ever experience any sort of abuse whatsoever, get out. 
because it's only going to get worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And make them buy you dinner every now and again. Good God, these guys out there are not wanting to buy dinner anymore. Bunch of schmucks. <laughs> well, the last person that we're going to talk about, the last death, this is definitely by far the worst death that we've ever, the worst I and the most prolonged death that we've ever covered. Yeah. A girl named Junko Furuto, uh, excuse me, Junko Furuta, uh, she was known in Japan, or her case was known in Japan as the concrete encased high school girl murder case. That's a long, that's a long name. In, yeah. Jap in Japanese, I bet it sounds a lot better. Sure, yes. that's and true. It's probably much shorter. Right. That is, of course, the Japanese to English translation. Right. So on November 25th, 1988, she left school and was walking home. Uh, and as she was walking home, she was kidnapped by a group of young men, uh, including a 17-year-old who was identified as Zhu and would be later be given the surname Kamisaku. And they kept her captive in the house owned by the parents of Kamisaku in Tokyo. Uh, and for now, the do you next... See this? They, have a, they kind of have a fucked up view of women in these countries sometimes. Where it's just like, they talk about it in Japan and China where they have to like be on separate parts of the train together because yeah. it's 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 very uh it's very intense the their, gender relations their sexual fetishes and what they want to do to women can only be best described by animation that's how <laughs> yeah. insane it is they, they don't even have human porn that doesn't get them off it's weird it's very it's very strange but they still blur the ding-dongs and the vaginas on their, that and their is smut something films that, there's nothing that grosses me out harder about asian porn than the fact that they blur out the faces and the dicks it's and just the weird yeah. it makes me it makes my skin crawl it's really it just weird Looks like they're both dead. <laughs> it really does. So this girl, she didn't know her abductors at all. Uh, and as far as, you know, everyone knows, she had absolutely no connection with them. She was just randomly taken off the street. Mm. Uh, and, of course, once they uh, kidnapped her, the kidnappers made the girl call her mother and tell her that she had run away from home, but she was with a friend and wasn't in danger. Uh, and he also uh, convinced right. her... Uh, to pose as one of the boy's girlfriends when the parents of the house where she was held were around. Uh, but the parents knew something was up. Right. But they didn't say anything at all because they were terrified of their son. And we discussed ISIS earlier. That's the similar thing they have with, like, Foley when they have to give their speeches and stuff. She was in that. She she did it to stay alive. You yeah. Know? Uh, well, yes. what began on November 22nd, 1988, lasted for 44 days. This is the worst torture that we will ever talk about. I don't it's know if anything is going to top this. No, this is, it's really bad. It's everything that happened to her. It's like, it's a, it's a culmination of every single crime that every serial killer has ever done. Yeah. All right. Just go through the list real quick. Day one. Real fast. Day one, November 22nd, 1988, fed cockroaches to eat and urine to drink, forced to masturbate, burned with cigarette lighters and had fireworks set off in her ears, mouth, and vagina foreign objects inserted into, a into her vagina and anus, including a still-lit light bulb. Day 11, December 1st, 1988, severely beat up countless times. Her face was held against the concrete ground and jumped on. Her hands were tied to the ceiling and her body was used as a punching bag until her internal organs were damaged, which made blood run from her mouth. Dumbbells were dropped onto her stomach. She vomited when she tried to drink water as her stomach couldn't accept it. Uh, she tried to escape and was punished by cigarette burnings on her arms. Flammable liquid was poured on her feet and legs and then lit on fire. A bottle was inserted into her anus. Day 20, December 10th, 1988. 
She was unable to walk properly due to severe leg burns. She was beat with bamboo sticks. Fireworks were inserted into her anus and lip. Hands were smashed by weights and her fingernails were cracked. She was beaten with a golf club. Cigarettes were inserted into her vagina and she was forced to drink her own urine as they all laughed at her. And that's not funny. No. She was beaten with iron rods repeatedly. Uh, It was wintertime, and she was forced to sleep outside in the balcony. Skewers of grilled chicken were inserted into into her vagina and anus, causing bleeding. Uh, She almost escaped uh, on this day, uh, but one of the boys caught her just in time as she was trying to call for help. Uh, They punished her by taunting her with a candle flame and then finally dousing her legs in lighter fluid and set her on fire as punishment. She went into convulsions, and the boys would later say that they thought she was faking a seizure, so they set her on fire again and put it out. Day 30. How did she live? This is my question. It's, like, it's our body. It shows how resilient and, and powerful the human body is, that you can live. If you have the will to do it, you can't. It's, it's insane. Day 30. Hot wax was dripped onto her face. Her eyelids were burned by a cigarette lighter. She was stabbed with sewing needles in her chest. Her left nipple was cut off and destroyed with pliers. A hot light bulb was inserted into her vagina. She had heavy heavy bleeding from her vagina due to uh, the insertion of scissors, and her injuries were so severe that it took her over an hour to crawl downstairs and use the bathroom, and her eardrums were severely damaged. Uh, And then finally, day 44, at the very end of it, on January 4th, 1989, the four boys beat her mutilated body with an iron barbell, uh, using a loss at the game of, a ma- of Mahjong as a pretext. Uh, she was bleeding from her mouth and nose, and they put a candle flame to her face and eyes. And then lighter fluid was poured onto her legs, arms, face, and stomach, and then she was lit on fire. The final torture lasted for two hours, and Junko Furuda finally died later that day. All Jesus right. Christ. That's very intense. Yeah. Not bad parents. I will say yeah. that. Definitely one. And then less than 24 hours later, on January 5th, 1988, the killers hid Junko's body in a 55-gallon drum, filled it with concrete, and then disposed of the drum in a tract of reclaimed land in Kyoto. Right. And no, what was just, the punishment for the kids? Uh, now, 17 was the insane. youngest age, or was the average age roughly 17? Uh, roughly 16, 17. These are all teenagers. Okay. Uh, the boys were arrested and tried as adults, but because of the Japanese handling of crimes committed by juveniles, their identities were concealed by the court. Uh, for his participation in the crime, one participant served eight years in wow. a juvenile prison. Jesus Christ. He was released in August of 1999. The leader received a 20-year sentence, uh, and which is the second Do highest Do we know the possible. names of these guys? Uh, n- apparently, a, um, a magazine released their names saying that, you know, men of this... These are the guys. If you're in Japan, if you're uh, in Japan listening, I know we have quite a few Japan listeners. Uh, Jap- uh, uh, check out the names of these people and uh, find figure out a way to punish them. Go get them. <laughs> Yeah. You know? I mean, it was the same way, but kind of like what happened with Issei Sagawa, the the cannibal that came out of Japan and was served, where it's like they have very weird, their their legal system's very weird yeah, of what yeah. they let people get away with. It's, I mean, because what are you going to do? Because it's the problem is I don't think they, because they don't work on like case by case examples. It's like all of the, everything is decided sort of like how it's always been decided, especially it. I don't know. This yeah. is pre- I literally couldn't read this. Yeah, being a woman didn't, didn't help her out one bit. You know, it's a sexist society in a lot of ways, especially in 1988. You yeah. Know. 
Uh, and uh, the other two guys that were involved in this, one of them got a five to nine year term, and the other one got a seven year term. There are people the, serving twenty five to life for stealing a Snickers bar three times here in uh, California. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and selling weed and shit like that. Right. Yeah. It's this is it's a horrible story. Oh, and, uh, and by the way, I also I also forgot to mention that she was raped over four hundred times. Right. Ah, well, that's kind of in there. Go to the uh, CaveComedyRadio.com and buy some shirts. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how else to get out of this. CaveComedyRadio.com uh, slash last podcast on the left. You can go there. If you give a $25 donation here in the United States or $40, $40 international, we can send you a fucking awesome goddamn a uh, silly stuff t-shirt. But I will say is this is uh, beginning October. We're just this is literally October first. October first. This is 1st. the first week. You're not even getting this. We're just dipping our toe in. Uh, this is it, man. This is fucking. It's end times, man. I'm gonna say we dipped our knee in. I think uh, we went up to the <laughs> knee today. I, uh, you know, by uh, you know, three more episodes of this, and we would be uh, we'll be in over our heads. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no doubt yes. about that. Yeah. Oh, uh, and uh, we're gonna be speaking of uh, the rest of the month. We're gonna be doing uh, our yearly listener pasta episodes, yeah. and we've already been getting a ton of emails in uh, from uh, all of you people. But we also want to do just like we did last year. We want to have some of you guys call in on Skype, and we can listen yep. to your scary stories uh, and put them on the air. So if you've got a pitch for us, if you've got something, a story that you want to tell, and you think that you can come on here and spin us a hell of a yarn, mm-hmm. then. Email us at cavecomedyradio right. at gmail.com. Yes, yeah, so we're uh, trying and to we'll get check them it out. over the next two weeks. So as fast as you can get them in, get them in. Get them in. Um, and also, this episode, it's really hard to plug A to Z. <laughs> I don't October think you got to. I think NBC <laughs> is doing enough work plugging your I think, show. I, Henry, I saw your face in a fucking taxi cab yesterday. I think they're plugging you all right. I was watching okay, uh, good, Sunday good. Night yeah. Football last night, uh, or Sunday Night Football this uh, last Sunday, and uh, Henry's all over the commercials. He's yeah. in t- uh, out of the four scenes that they show, they show two. And Sunday Night Football, major ratings, so a lot of people... Uh, said, who the hell is that fat guy uh, <laughs> this past yeah. Sunday yeah. Yeah, I don't watching think football? In, I don't think anyone who made it through the uh, concrete high school girl murder is going to be watching A to Z Thursdays <laughs> on ABC. <laughs> NBC, excuse me, NBC. Who knows? Maybe not. Who knows, you know? Yeah, be good to yourselves and be good uh, to other people. And yeah, and don't forget this Sunday on October fifth is the Cave Comedy Radio Sausage Fest. Yep, it's going to be one hell of a time. It's, it's uh, stand up starting at five p.m. going until ten p.m. Live podcast starting at six p.m. going until ten p.m. Stand ups upstairs, mm-hmm. podcast downstairs, and then finally at the very end of it, the Cowman, which uh, features uh, Hold McNeely from the Roundtable of Gentlemen and myself. Going to be playing an hour-long That's set great. downstairs. And again... And people have been already getting their shirts. Yeah. Love those selfies. Great. They look Everyone's beautiful. Everyone's so attractive. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Post pictures of yourself. With you. I love seeing yeah. people wearing these T-shirts. No, it's it's such a... It's been a great... It's really... I love those shirts, and I'm so uh, so happy that people enjoy them. I'm humbled. Yes. I'd say I'm actually uh, humbled by seeing our fans wear these shirts. You guys are the fucking best. Every uh, October 12th through the 17th, I'm going to be doing an hour show of some kind up here at the Creek uh, as well. So for that week, so come out to one of those shows. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, all right, we'll do a Hail Satan. Hail Satan. We're doing Satan's work this month. This is our time. We're welcoming him to Earth. Do you know what yep. you see? Do something satanic for people every day. Like if you see someone who looks frown, blow some weed smoke in their face. Right. You mean I, you see someone who needs a smile? Just go over there and tell them, be like, hey, you know what? I'll touch your dick. Well, don't you don't have to say <laughs> I'll touch your dick. 
you know. Uh, and of course, Hal Gein. Hal Gein. And I do think if Satan was uh, coming back tonight, he probably went back to hell because uh, of this podcast. He was like, I don't yes. know what they're doing on earth, but I think hell is a nicer place to be. <laughs> um, and of course, hail yourselves, everyone. Hail me! And my gustulations. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.